0: Hello and welcome to this New Life program coming to you from Adventist World Radio, the voice of hope. I'm your presenter, Samuel Mahangin. Today, Pastor Kigunundigel will talk about Jesus, our spiritual life, during the Bible segment. Before that, we'll be having Fred Bill Otieno, who will be talking about teenage pregnancy. We also have great tunes that will be coming your way to start off his Advent homecoming in Symbol with the song, My Shepherd Will Supply My Needs. I'm still keeping me company. Here's today's health segment by Fred Bill Otienu. Welcome.
1: All teenagers need encouragement to postpone sexual involvement and information on pregnancy prevention if they become sexually active. But these components are not enough by themselves to make a significant impact on the reduction of pregnancy and parenting teens. The issue of adolescent pregnancy are too complex for simple solution. Young people need both motivation and the capacity to avoid early pregnancy and parenting. Teenage pregnancy is usually a crisis for the pregnant girl and her family. Common reactions include anger, guilt, and denial. If the father is young and involved, similar reactions can occur in his family. Although the majority of teenagers aged 10 to 14 are not sexually active, a significant number do engage in sexual intercourse. These younger teens are normally at a greater risk of experiencing negative consequences because of their physical immaturity, vulnerability to older men, and limited education, skills, finances, and other resources. A significant minority of younger teens are sexually active. Many 14-year-olds and 15-year-olds have sexual intercourse. Therefore, there are several factors that you must consider when addressing sexual reproductive health needs of your younger teenage children. These include the prevalence of sexual abuse and the role of male partners. Effective sex education can decrease the sexual activities in your children. You should provide accurate information about sexuality. Build interpersonal relationship with their teenage children and address both their social and media influences on sexual behaviors. If your adolescent teenage girl becomes pregnant, most likely she will not seek proper medical care during her pregnancy, which can lead to an increased risk due to medical complications. This should not shock you. Instead, talk to her and explain to her that she requires special medical care and education particularly about nutrition, infection, substance abuse, and complications of pregnancy. You also need to teach her that using tobacco, alcohol, and other drugs can damage the developing fetus. When your teenage daughter becomes pregnant, she may have different reactions to the situation. She may not want the baby or want it. If she wants it, she may have several reasons for this. She may want the child for some unrealistic reasons. She may view the creation of a child as an achievement and not recognize the serious responsibilities involved. She may want to keep the child so as to please you, or she may want the baby as someone to love and play with, but not recognize the amount required required to maintain the child. Babies born to teenagers are at risk of neglect and abuse because the young mothers are uncertain about their roles and may be frustrated by the constant demands of baby care. As an adult parent, you can help prevent teenage pregnancy through open communication and by providing guidance to your children about sexuality, contraception, and the risks and responsibilities of intimate relationship and pregnancy. School classes in family life and sexual education, as well as clinics providing reproductive information and birth control to young people, can also help prevent unwanted pregnancy. If a child falls pregnant, your teenager, you, and your family deserve honesty and sensitivity. Counseling about the options available to you, from abortion to adoption, special support systems, including consultation with a child and adolescent psychiatrist when needed, should be available to help your teenager throughout the pregnancy, the birth, and the decision about whether to keep the infant or give it up for adoption. Finally, listener. Where the sexual experiences of youth differ greatly, the fact remains that most of them become sexually active during their adolescent years and may become pregnant or father a child. You must therefore not view the situation as a problem exclusively for the teenage girl alone. You should also discuss the situation carefully with both the girl and the boy and then guide them well. With that, we come to the end of yet another episode of our family segment. We've been discussing on the issues that involve teenage pregnancy. I hope the tips have been helpful to you. And until next time, I have been your presenter, Fred Billy Otieno. God bless you and keep you. (laughs)
0: For those who just joined us, this is Adventist All Radio, the voice of hope. I'm your presenter, Samuel Mwangi. Do not forget to send us your views, comments, or questions about the program by writing to the producer, Adventist All Radio, PO Box 42276-00100, Nairobi, Kenya. You can also email us at awnairobi at ek.adventis.org. We promise here's a song, Nani Kama Yesu, by Advent Homecoming and Sembo, just to lift you up. It is now time to get a spiritual nourishment from Pastor Kigundu Ndwiga. Be blessed.
2: Dear listener, today I want us to look at Jesus who is our spiritual model. Has anyone ever told you that they would believe in God if you would just appear to them? Well, the fact is that God has already revealed himself to mankind through the life of one man who lived 2,000 years ago, and that is Jesus Christ. When you read Hebrews 1 verse 3, it says, the Son is the radiance of God's glory and the exact representation of his being. If you really want to see what God is like, then just take a good look at Jesus Christ, his Son. Now, when you read John 1, verse 1 to 3 and 14, this is what it says. In the beginning was the Word, and the Word was with God, and the Word was God. He was with God in the beginning. Through him all things were made. Without him nothing was made that has been made. And the Word became flesh and made his dwelling among us. The Word became a man and lived among us as the only begotten of God. Now, when you read Colossians 1 verse 15 and 2 and 9, this is what it says. He, that is Jesus, is the image of the invisible God, the firstborn of all creation. For in Christ all the fullness of deity lives in bodily form. Therefore, Christ is a visible representation of the invisible God. In the person of Christ, God walked the earth in physical form. But Jesus is not only the Son of God, Jesus is also the Son of Man. Philippians 2 verse 5 to 7, we are told, Your attitude should be the same as that of Jesus Christ, who, being in very nature God, did not consider equality with God something to be grasped, but made himself nothing, taking the very nature of a servant, being made in human likeness. Though Christ was truly God, he willingly laid aside his right to deity and took upon himself humanity, even the nature of a servant. The son of God was also the son of man. There is a man called C. Stad who said, If Christ be God and died for me, there is nothing too great that I would do for him. But now there is also something I want to bring to you, dear listener, that Jesus is also our example. He's our example to live, number one, compassionate lives. When you read Hebrews 2, verse 17 to 18, it says, For this reason he, that is Jesus, had to be made like his brothers in every way, in order that he might become a merciful and faithful high priest in the service to God, and that he might make atonement for the sins of the people. Because he himself suffered when he was tempted, he is able to help those who are being tempted. God the Son is able to understand the experience of our pain which makes him a compassionate helper in times of need. But now Jesus is also our example to live obedient lives. When we read John 6 verse 38, Jesus says, For I have come down from heaven, not to do my will, but to do the will of him who sent me. John 12 verse 49 says, For I did not speak of my own accord, but the Father who sent me commanded me what to say and how to say it. That is John 12 verse 49. It is incredible to consider that Christ's obedience extended to what he said or even how he said it. But Jesus is also an example to live surrendered lives. When you read John 5 verse 19, this is what we find. Jesus gave them this answer. I tell you the truth. The son can do nothing by himself. He can only do what he sees his father doing because whatever the father does, the son also does. While on earth, Christ gave up his independence and completely surrendered his life to God. In short, his life was an exact representation of God's will. When you read Acts 10 verse 38, it talks about how God anointed Jesus of Nazareth with the Holy Spirit and power and how he went around doing good and healing all who were under the power of the devil because God was with him. We as Christians are also anointed with God's spirit and power in order to go around doing good as Christ did. But, dear listener, Jesus is also our example or a model of how to live prayerful lives. When you read Hebrews 5 verse 7, the Bible says, During the days of Jesus' life on earth, he offered prayers and petitions with loud cries and tears to the one who could save him from death, and he was heard because of his reverent submission. Notice the intensity of Christ's prayer life. Jesus' prayers were real, passionate, and passionate. Can the same be said of ours? Jesus is also an example to live humble lives. When you read Philippians 2 verse 8, it says, And being found in the appearance as a man, he humbled himself and became obedient to death, even death on the cross. Notice that Christ humbled himself. Others can humiliate us, but only we can humble ourselves, and there is the difference. If you are not a humble person, you need only to look in the mirror to see who is preventing you. But dear listener, Jesus is also an example to live servant lives. When you read Luke 4 verse 40, the Bible says, When the sun was setting, the people brought to Jesus all who had various kinds of sicknesses and laying his hands on each of them he healed them christ's life exemplified service to those in need around him what is amazing about his life is that he never turned any person away so question comes do we but also christ is an example on how we can be able to live confident lives when we read hebrews 12 verse 2 it says let us fix our eyes on jesus the author and perfecter of our faith who for the joy set before him endured the cross, scorning its shame, and sat down on the right hand of the throne of God. So when Christ looked at the cross, he saw the joy that would result and the victory that would be his in the end. We too must look through our problems to the triumph that God can and will provide on the other side. As we finish the presentation for today, I want you, dear listener, to make the following affirmation with me. In Christ, I am able to see the one true invisible God. As Christ's disciple, I will live a compassionate life, an obedient life, a surrendered life, a spirit-filled life, a prayerful life, a humble life, a servant life, and a confident life. And remember, Christ, our model, He's the only one who is worthy of our praise, because in Philippians two verse nine we are told, therefore God exalted Him to the highest place and gave Him the name that is above every name, that at the name of Jesus every knee should bow and every tongue confess Jesus Christ is Lord to the glory of God the Father. As we finish, kindly pray after me. Lord Jesus, I bow before you in praise, for you are the creator of heaven and earth, the King of kings and Lord of lords. I praise you for dying for me. May my life follow the example you set, and may your spirit live through me, that you might receive glory. All praise and honor to you, and to God the Father, and to the Holy Spirit. Amen.
0: I hope that you've been blessed just like I was. Unfortunately, we have come to the end of our show for today. Feel free to give your views, comments, or questions about the program by writing to the producer, Adventist World Radio, P.O. Box 4276-00100, Nairobi, Kenya. You can also drop us an email at awnairobi at ek.adventist.org. Have a blessed and a fruitful day as you continue to listen to other shows. Be sure to join me tomorrow. I've been a host, friend and presenter, Samuel Mange.
3: we